welcome to Destination Heal, a podcast by me, your host, Ty Alexander. If you are new to my voice, I am an author and I am a lifestyle blogger, but more importantly, I'm a woman who is absolutely obsessed with giving women the tools they need to believe in themselves. So basically, I'm your new hype girl. Welcome to the party. (laughs) I'm also corny. But anyway, a few housekeeping notes before we get started on today's episode. If you have not listened to the coming soon episode and the uh, episode one, be sure to double back for me and do like a little catch up. Now, of course, you can listen to all of these out of order, but my hope is that the more comfortable I get, the more transparent I will be about my healing journey, thus offering you like some really dope ass gems for your own healing. So I really want you to not only get the strategies that I use for healing, but I also want you to, I want you to feel and experience my vibe, my transition into this wellness space as I, as I share more and more of myself each week on this podcast. So in today's episode, of course, like promised, I'm going to tell you more stories about myself so you get to know me a little bit better, but I'm also going to share with you how I protect my energy and I'm going to really break down what I'm going to break down what energy I'm talking about and then I'm going to give you four or five, I'm going to give give you four ways that you can help keep your energy like so fresh, so clean, like 1999 clean. Um, before pollution clean, right? (laughs) Um, And so first, let me share with you that I consider myself to be really self-aware. Like, so I can admit out loud to you and to the world that I am probably your friend that gives a semi-polite side-eye to new people. (laughs) Like I'll I'll retract. I side-eye new people when they come around. I'm that friend. And... I try really hard not to be mean with it because it's not intentional. Like my, my intention is not to be mean girlish, but I'm deaf. I'm just not your friendly friend. I'm, I'm not that girl. I'm also not necessarily, you know, a hashtag new, no new friends kind of friend, but I'm definitely the kind of friend that needs to be warmed up. Like, you know, like a 1954 Buick, <laughs> you gotta let her warm up for like at least 30 minutes before you try her out and take like she needs she needs she needs time to get ready for new people, right? And partly because I am hyper aware that most people lead with their representative, which is fine. Like it's perfectly fine. I I am always down for a good, you know, lightweight kiki conversation. I do not believe that every encounter with human beings need to be on some super soul Oprah type stuff, right? Like it's always not necessary, always not necessary. But because I am a good ass reader of energy, especially the reader that I come, the, the especially the energy that I come in contact with, um, after a few sentences, I can tell right away, like you is not ready to be my friend yet. And absolutely not. You cannot be a part of this sister circle. So nine times out of 10, if, if you ask one of my friends, 
you know, that's known me since before the internet, they might say like, Ty, I don't really like people all like that. So you might want to ask her if she can come. I don't know if new people are okay today. Like we got to see. And <laughs> I've learned that that's not completely my truth. It's not that I don't like people, right? My truth is I am what I like to call an empath in training. And I say in training because I'm still figuring it out. That's the joy of this podcast. I'm still unpacking it. Like we're unpacking it together. It's like outside thoughts, all that good stuff, right? So by definition, an empath is someone with the paranormal ability to feel the the mental and emotional state of another human being. So for me, the word paranormal has always kind of creeped me out a little bit. Like I always think of like ghosts and goblins and like Blair Witch Project. Like it just, I don't, I don't want it. Feels like witchcraft. I don't want it. But I am kind of like a, like Molly, you in danger girl, like that kind of empath. I am highly attuned to other people's moods, whether it's good or bad, which is also why whenever I'm in a crowded room or like a space that was like active before I got there, like prior to me showing up, I have to literally repeat to myself, like this energy does not belong to me. So I cannot take it on. Now, of course, if it's good energy, we all greedy, we want it, we all want good stuff. So I'm taking it. But a lot of times in crowded rooms, especially when there's no music, there's no like filter, no buffer. For me, it all feels like confusion and like, it just feels mad unclear. Like I really do hate networking events. It it feels like a bunch of mumbled energy and like clockwork, I'm gonna get discouraged and I'm gonna retreat to a corner or to a place where I know somebody, which then just makes it pointless. I've wasted an outfit and makeup and I'm mad, right? Um, but I think I first, I first realized that energy was important to me right after, right after my mom died. Like I was at the funeral. Yep, I was at the funeral. And depending on how black you are, you know that you've been to a funeral and there's like a receiving line. And it's kind of like what they do at weddings where the bride and groom and like the bridal party are standing up and they're all greeted by the guests and the guests say like, congratulations. So same thing happens at funerals, except generally the immediate family is like sitting in the front pew of the church and the guests all come up to the family and like offer their obligatory, I'm so sorry for your loss. You know, that type of condolence, right? So I wasn't even, I was maybe three or four hugs and kisses in before I got like mad annoyed. Like I'm super exhausted. Like I officially have a full on freaking attitude over some damn hugs and kisses. Like this is dumb. And it wasn't until a lady came up to me who I knew, like I knew she didn't like my mom. I knew she didn't like my mom. And I knew my mom had made it clear to me in not so many words that she didn't like her either. And the funny part was, I remember looking at her before she got to me and she's like holding my dad a little too long. Like she holding my dad a little too long, like out, like girl back up. And then when she got to me, she like aggressively snatched my hand so that I could hold, like, so she could hold it. And I, I am pretty sure that she knew I wasn't trying to touch her. Like I think as loud as her energy was to me, My energy was equally just as loud. But she said to me, she goes, oh, Sweeney, 
yes she sounded like this she was real annoying she was like ah sweetie your mom loved you so much like just never forget that and I'm sure I am so positive you're gonna be okay first of all duh I'm gonna be okay because I'm that I'm gonna be okay and B everybody knew Denny loved her kids more than herself so also duh but (laughs) what bothered me the most about this exchange about our exchange was I could feel like I could feel this insincere like energy bubble beginning to sprint towards me even before she got to me like it felt like it was just in the room like suffocating and choking me and this was the first time that I had really like really paid attention to what energy felt like like what it could do like what it could do to my psyche and I said to myself I was like yo this is why I don't be liking people instantly like off jump this is why I don't like people <laughs> and then I remember being at the reception hall and it's like you know small chatter is happening very similar to networking events and but in this scenario it's like I was surrounded by sorrow and grief and you know naturally we're at a funeral I'm at my mom's funeral so All of this is to be expected, but I will argue with you that the funeral culture in black families is problematic as fuck, but that's a whole nother podcast episode. We're going to talk about that later. But I remember thinking like I worked so hard in the months leading up to my mother's death and I had arrived at this, I had arrived at this place of like gratitude and solace. But at the funeral, people were just breaking up that energy that I had worked so hard to create for myself. Like I would be happy and then, you know, I'm talking and I'm giggling and I'm laughing. And it was almost like as soon as they saw me in this space of well energy, someone would say, I just, I just, I don't know how you're doing this. If it were me, I just would be a mess. And I... (sighs) I'm like, okay, so I got to combat, I got to combat this. So I say things like, you know, but we're all happy in this moment. You know, she's no longer suffering. She's gone on to a higher power. (laughs) Like all of these narratives that are positive and are, or should reassure you that I'm okay. But then someone would come right back with, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to you. And you know, Denny was such a nice lady. Like I, like it just shouldn't have happened to her. And so at every single turn, this energy of like sorrow and regret and grief was, it was almost crippling me. And I can't remember if I like left the funeral or if I like, like maybe I just like mentally checked out. I'm not sure. I don't really remember much past the receiving line and like having a few pieces of fried chicken. But what I do remember is in that moment, I recognized what energy that didn't belong to me felt like. Like, this ain't mine. I don't want it. I distinctively remember feeling that way. And from then on, I began to really be alert of the energy around me and and the energy that I absorbed. So... Here are a few gems on like how you can better protect your energy, especially if all of this is completely foreign to you or if you admittedly just freaking suck at this, right? 
So the first gem I have for you, which I've said, is you have to become hyper aware of the energy that you feel. Now, if you're a person who is currently in a state of not acknowledging your feelings, obviously I'm not talking to you because I I feel like you have completely shut your feelings off and now you're just this walking zombie. I got to do a whole nother episode for you at a later date. We not talking to you. But if you are remotely feeling things, like if you are a consciously practicing adult human being, (laughs) if you are consciously practicing the art of being a human being, start becoming aware, start becoming really aware of how the energy in the room makes you feel. And on top of that, learn to recognize when people are emotional vampires. Now this part, child, this part is hard because most of the time, most of the times, those emotional vampires exist in your really good relationships. But because you've given them a pass, typically we give them a pass. You know, they're they're your friend since high school, they're your best friend, She's your sorority sister. Hell, she's your mom. But please know that some of these relationships can be like your biggest energy drainer, like the biggest energy drainer, which then leads me to gem number two. (laughs) What's mine is mine, girl, and what's yours is yours. You have to determine if the energy that you're feeling is your energy or if it's someone else's energy. This part also took me a minute to master. And honestly, in full trans like in full transparency, I still fail at this on occasion. Because when I did my own unpacking, I realized that in order to determine whose energy it is, you gotta be like unquestionably self-aware in those moments. So for me, when I feel like the energy is off, the vibe is off, I often start with questions like am I the narcissist or is that her like am I playing the victim or is that or is that what she's doing you know am I being controlling or is she like this drama did I bring that or is that her energy because in full disclosure I know I can be someone else's emotional vampire my ego is not that big where I can't admit to you that I'm also an emotional vampire. I know for a fact that I am controlling. It is absolutely the Scorpio in me. But what we not fitting to do in 2019 at the age of 42 is blame our zodiac signs for our bad behaviors or our toxic behaviors. So I habitually check myself. Is this my energy or is this yours? So, so now that you've become hyper aware of the energy, you, you, you have learned how to recognize emotional vampires, you've determined whose energy it belongs to, right? So what do you do if the energy is not yours? Sometimes, sometimes that energy is so loud and so big that you got to put your guard up. It's just the safest thing for you to do in the moment. You know, figure out how to connect back (laughs) with the rhythm of your breathing, find some yoga poses, you know, mentally and really find your happy space within. 
And sometimes it gets so bad for me that I have to check out for a moment. And I like to recite one of my favorite mantras and it's, I now release anything that does not serve me, period, with a T. Because what I know for sure in my best Oprah voice is that whatever you focus on, it grows. Whatever you focus on, it will grow. And it's something about bad energy that makes it grow real big (laughs) and real fast. You look up and you are in the most horrible attitude space because of this one thing that you focus on, this one piece of energy that you gave time to, right? So now that you've determined that the energy is whatever, what happens when you've determined that the energy, like this nasty ass energy, what happens when it comes from you? Like, oh shit, that's my crap I'm unloading on people, right? Well, you gotta learn your triggers. You got to learn what your triggers are and know that it's your responsibility to turn them off. So for example, I don't have a college degree. I was a teen mother. I had my son when I was 19. And sometimes I regret the time that I lost or actually I regret the opportunities that I wasn't afforded because I was a young mother. And so a lot of my friends are quote unquote, formerly well-educated. They're sorority, you know, females, they're sorority people. I hate the word females, sorry. They're, they're sorority members, um, they're board members, you know, they're, they're, they're very well-connected. And sometimes I find myself in conversations that can make me feel a bit insecure, which means at times I will over insert my opinion. And then sometimes I can even insert my opinion as if it's a fact, like I'm passionate about it, like it's a fact, which in most cases also makes it feel like I'm controlling the conversation. So because I know this is my trigger, whenever it presents itself, I immediately shut it off. Because what I know is this is my burden that I've created for myself and it belongs to nobody else. And it's not fair for me to unload that on somebody else, right? And your fourth and final gem of the day of this episode is no one can enter your sacred energy space without an invitation from you. You attract every single person in your life, period. It's funny because recently a good girlfriend of mine asked me, she was like, you know, Ty, why don't you like her anymore? Like y'all used to be good friends. Why, why you don't like her? And I had to sit with this for a minute because at the core, I had no real legitimate, clear answer on why I was just like, I don't like her no more. I don't really mess with her. That's that. Like, that's it. Very ninth grade of me, but you know, whatever. I just knew I ain't like her no more. (laughs) And when I unpacked my feelings and really examined how I allowed her energy to make me feel, I realized that the energy that she presented to me reminded me of the things I did not like about myself. Girl, I know that's deep. I know it's deep. I know it's deep. So then I asked myself like, so do I not like her? Or do I don't, I don't like me. Like, which one is it? Now, listen, I admittedly, 
I can admit to you, I have no idea what to, like, I have no clue. I have no clue of where to go from here. I'm still figuring out that particular scenario. Um, so if you, if you got some suggestions, feel free to leave them in the comments under the review section. But I did at the very least feel like I felt really empowered in knowing that it was me who allowed this energy to be consistently present in my life. Negative aside, it was familiar and that's why I allowed it. So hopefully she isn't the kind of friend that I have to cut off because I've been known to be that kind of person, but we growing into 2019. So we're going to work on it. Hopefully she's the kind of friend that as I heal, I can be honest with her. And as I heal, we can grow together. That's what I'm hoping that that friendship will be. Stay tuned because I don't know. But anyway, I know I gave you guys a lot this episode. So let's do a little quick recap. So number one, you want to become hyper aware of your energy. You want to become hyper aware of the energy around you and how it makes you feel. Number two, what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. Whose energy is this? And number three, find your happy place. Reconnect with how you breathe through situations. And if necessary, put your guard up and block out that excessively negative energy. And number four is probably your most precious gem of all. Remember that no one enters your sacred energy space without an invitation from you period with a T <laughs> I'm gonna get t-shirts that say that but anyway um all right so do we feel like we can be a little bit better at our energy right great okay okay I hope you guys love this episode I had so much fun uh prepping for this it it allowed me to move a little bit inch move an inch on my own healing process so thank you again for listening do me a favor, if you can, please submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to me today. And also, I kind of feel like you might like me now. So, you know, go ahead and subscribe to my podcast so that you can be the first to get new episodes and be notified. Also, I want to encourage you to share this particular episode on IG Stories, Twitter, Facebook, just wherever. Just, girl, just share it. Will you just share it? Please let everybody know. And make sure you tag me. I am gorgeous in gray. I-N-G-R-E. Wait. I am gorgeous in gray. Gorgeous. I-N-G-R-E-Y. <laughs> All over the internet. And again, thank you so much for listening to me. Until next time. Toodles.